Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Saskag Today. Coming up on today's program, the first day of the Grain Expo at Canadian Western Agribition in Regina was an informative session covering various topics. Longtime broadcaster Jim Smalley is the MC for the two-day event that started yesterday and wraps up today. We'll hear from him on that. It is, of course, day three of Canadian Western Agribition. Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan is one of many farm groups hanging out there this week. We'll hear from Penny Eaton, who is the Managing Director of Stakeholder Relations. And the first ever Miss Rodeo Agribition will be crowned tonight. There's three women vying for the title. Ariana Dick, Zoe Garion, and Tristan Newcomb. And we will hear from each of them coming up on today's program. All of those stories and much more on today's edition of Saskang Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Welcome back to Saskag Today. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94, Ag Review. With increased export competition, pea prices in Western Canada have slipped back, according to Lavon Sargsyan of Johnston's Green in Calgary. He's hearing that China slowed their imports down from Canada, which is driving the current decrease in prices. Sarg Science says they've increased their imports from countries like Russia, which is increasing competition for Canada's export market. He says yellow peas since April have fluctuated between $9.50 and $11 per bushel free on board in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, adding that when export demand was strong, that pushed prices higher. It's the same story for green peas. As Sarg Zion notes, they have $16 to $16.50 per bushel fob, being somewhat resilient as compared to yellow peas. Sarg Zion says the increased export competition will have an impact on long-term production, and we will have to watch the geopolitical dynamics unfold to create long-term clarity. The federal government plans to move ahead with changes to the Competition Act to support Canadians' right to repair. This was one of many commitments made in the fall economic statement tabled by Finance Minister Christia Freeland yesterday afternoon. The government says it will amend the act in order to prevent manufacturers from refusing to provide the means of repair of devices and products in an anti-competitive manner. 
A separate private member's bill brought forward by B.C. Liberal MP Wilson Mile also aims to ensure Canadians have the right to repair items they own. Bill C-244 would amend the Copyright Act in order to allow the circumvention of a technological protection measure in a computer program if the circumvention is solely for the purpose of the diagnosis, maintenance or repair of a product. Poultry farmers in British Columbia's Fraser Valley are reporting extremely high levels of stress as the latest avian flu outbreak puts millions of commercial birds at risk. Amanda Britton with the BC Poultry Association says farmers are taking extra precautions, including disinfecting any vehicle traveling to and from their properties and wearing personal protective gear. She says farmers are isolating themselves from each other to avoid spreading the virus and resorting to online platforms to discuss how to handle the outbreak. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says there have been 39 infected commercial and backyard flocks in B.C. since October 20th as wild birds migrate south over the farms, spreading the disease. The agency says about 5 million birds have been affected this fall, meaning they've died or been culled. Quebec's Blood Supply Agency says Health Canada has lifted a long-standing ban on blood donations in the province that stemmed from the fear of BSE. HEMA Quebec Vice President Dr. Marc Germain says it's clear that there is now virtually no risk of transmitting variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease through new blood transfusions. For two decades, people who lived or traveled in the United Kingdom or France for long periods of time in the 1980s and 1990s have not been allowed to donate blood in case they were exposed. Hema Quebec says the change will come into effect December 4th. Canadian Blood Services has also asked Health Canada to lift the ban in the rest of the country. It says Health Canada is expected to make a decision soon. The United States and Australia both lifted similar bans in 2022. The United Nations World Food Program has warned that Ukraine's wheat production may be unable to meet domestic and export demand in the years to come if Black Sea export routes remain blocked and attacks on food infrastructure continue. The program's Ukraine director, Matthew Hollingworth, says a forthcoming report by the UN Human Rights Office would show that since mid-July, there have been 31 documented attacks on Ukraine's grain production and export facilities. He told the UN Security Council that 28 of these attacks were in Odessa Oblast alone, which is home of the vital Black Sea and Danube River terminals essential for global trade. Hollingworth says if attacks on food infrastructure and the blockage of sea export routes continue, it will dramatically impact the agricultural production outlook over years to come and may, in a worst-case scenario, lead to wheat production being unable to meet domestic and export demand. And be sure to listen to the latest Sask Ag Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Welcome back to Sask Ag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and minus 6 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at 1 o'clock. The first day of the Grain Expo at Canadian Western Agribition in Regina was an informative session covering various topics. Longtime broadcaster Jim Smalley is the MC for the two-day event that started yesterday and wraps up today. 
He says Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt opened the expo and he heard some grain production statistics that caught his attention. Tuesday's show was a very interesting mix. We had the Agriculture Minister David Merritt for Saskatchewan. He talked about several items. He talked about that the nine trade offices, including one in Mexico, have been very active, very busy. And one thing that caught my ear was his discussion on the carbon footprint issue because I hadn't heard these numbers before. He says Saskatchewan's wheat production is 60% better than any jurisdiction in the world. That's for wheat. He also said canola is 60% better and peas are 90% better than anywhere else in the world as the carbon footprint for crop production. And lentils are 130 cent percent better than any other part in the world for crop production. That's the carbon footprint. So it's really interesting to hear how good we are with carbon involvement and that's of course you know the big problem with our carbon tax is that uh, it's costing farmers money but in truth our crop production leads the world. Jim went on to mention other presentations from CN Rail and Viterra representatives. Now another presenter was David Shednovic. He spoke for CN Rail. He's in charge of marketing activities for all movement of grain and processed grain products. He made some interesting numbers. He talked about that CN Rail will be adding 750 hopper cars to the fleet, that CN Rail has been able to provide very good high percentages in terms of rail car delivery for when grain companies are asking for that. He also said that th there's new labor laws just came out this month in November from the federal government that is really having an impact. He said the new labor laws restrict workers to 60 hours a week maximum and he said as a result it means for his company a thousand workers more doing the same job so no improved productivity and he also talked about labor shortages that's an issue. Another item was Keith Brownell manager of country grain marketing at Viterra. He talked about telling farmers Put a base price on what you want for your crop, uh, a, a target price. Know your cost of production, he said, but putting a base hit or a base price and what you want to market your crop at is far better than the rule of thumb because the rule of thumb just does not work well. You're using emotion rather than numbers to make your decisions on grain marketing. And Smalley promised today would be another exciting day with interesting material. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for December are trading at 174.90 right now. That's down 10. February live cattle trading at 175.70, down 37. January feeder cattle trading at 227.87, down 45. March feeder cattle trading at 230.82, down 40. December lean hogs trading at 68.12, down 5. February lean hogs trading at 71.60, down 72. And that's the livestock market conditions. Well, it is day three of Canadian Western Agribition in Regina. Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan is one of many farm groups hanging out at Agribition this week. Penny Eaton is the Managing Director of Stakeholder Relations. 
and she talks about why they're there. Farm and Food Care is super happy to be at Agribition again this year. We like to come out and talk with our members, uh, people throughout the ag industry, but also about the work that we do with consumers to answer questions about farming, food, and how we produce food in Saskatchewan. She notes they have a virtual reality headset for everyone to try out. We do. Um, that's our most popular exhibit, is we have our VR headsets that show inside the barn in a number of different kinds of farms across Canada. So uh, we use something called Farm Food 360, and there's a series of about 17 different videos from everything from growing apples to wheat to canola to inside a chicken barn. And lots of kids love to see what it's like inside a chicken barn that they never have the opportunity to go into. Eaton notes the virtual reality headset is very popular. We have, there's lineups, so it's hard to make sure everyone gets a chance to get through, but it's all part of the fun at Agribition. She says they're also at Agribition to promote a new event they're putting on next year. One of the things we're talking about this week at Agribition is our Open Farm Days project. And so this is new for farm and food care. What we're doing is trying to encourage people to come out to farms and actually experience it for themselves. So we're pretty excited about that whole project. The coordinator of Open Farm Days, Ashley Stone, says it's geared toward people in urban centers and will feature tours of farms around the province. It's going to be held across the province, um, specifically mainly towards uh, Saskatoon and Regina areas. It's our first year, um, but we're looking across the entire spectrum, whether it's a farmer's market, a market garden, a dairy producer, an egg producer, grain farms, anyone in the egg um, and culinary tourism space that might have interest in participating and telling their story, we're, we're open to that. So from wineries to grocery stores, we're kind of going to be hitting everyone in that spectrum. She says the goal is to educate residents about where their food comes from and what happens on the farm. Stone also says there is a demand for it. Yeah, we've had tons of feedback really looking for products and experiences in the egg industry and people wanting to go and ride in a combine or go see cows, all of these experiences that we typically, um, people who grew up on farms, that's kind of their day-to-day -day life, um, but we're getting further and further away from that. So we're excited to be able to help make that connection again. And um, farmers are looking for kind of those new ways to tell their story. So being able to be a catalyst for that is really exciting. Similar programs exist in Atlantic Canada and Ontario. A website dedicated to the event is set to launch in February. The event itself is set for August 10th and 11th of next year. Please stay tuned. SaskAg Today will return right after these messages. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. The first ever Miss Rodeo Agribition will be crowned tonight. Ariana Dick, Zoe Garayan, and Tristan Newcomb are vying for the title which will be announced during the Maple Leaf Finals Rodeo tonight. Zoe, who is from Regina, says what drew her to compete is the opportunity to increase her knowledge about agriculture. Um, I just wanted to come into this, um, make some new friends, make some new connections, um, and just, you know, have an opportunity um, to further my knowledge um, and create um, 
just create a richer life um, for myself in country living um, and to just come up and be um, a role model for young girls everywhere that we're, we're cowgirls we we can fall off we can brush the dirt off right and we keep on going so whether or not you're in agriculture or not um, I think that we can um, really step up and um, show young women um, yeah what, what what we can be all capable of whether we're working um, being a stay-at-home mom or um, yeah further in our careers or working on the ranch so Tristan who hails from the Norquay area explains what they've competed in so far Day one yesterday, we started with our horsemanship competition at 8 a.m. Bright and early, we were in the Brant Centre Arena. We got on horses that we had never met before. And um, so we were doing, we did two sort of reining patterns, more chore team competition patterns, just your basic maneuvers uh, on horses. And then we did a flag run as well and a wave lap. And then... Yesterday afternoon, we did our personal interviews. Um, we were judged by Shauna, which is one of the former employees or halftime employees now here at Agribition. And um, our other judge was actually a previous Miss Rodeo Canada herself. And uh, uh, yeah, so we are excited to get started on day two. I believe we're probably all really nervous for the crowning. <laughs> Just sitting there waiting for everybody to for somebody to say who won is going to be so nerve-wracking but it's definitely been quite a great experience especially that we're not like we're not competitive against each other we've all become pretty good friends throughout this whole thing and it's just it's something it's an opportunity that I never thought I'd be able to do especially along two awesome ladies that are just very supportive and everybody's positive about the whole thing. Ariana who comes from White City says today they're doing public speeches and testing their knowledge of agriculture and agribition. All three nominees received custom-made cowboy hats, which Ariana says was a cool experience. All the hats that us three lovely ladies are wearing today are all from Smith-built hats. Um, we were so lucky that Agribition flew down Cody from Smith Built Hats and he customized all of these hats to our heads, fit them, steam them, everything. And it was such an incredible experience for all of us. I think we're all very honored to have a Smith Built hat. I never thought I would ever own one and the fact that I have one on my head right now is crazy to me. And I can't wait to later in, in the year and next year wear this when I when I go barrel race and I'm sure all these lovely ladies can't wait to wear them out and about as well like we're so beyond so happy that we have them and it's such a blessing. The winner not only gets the crown but will also become an ambassador of Canadian Western Agribition. Zoe Garayan explains. Just like the other um, crowned Miss Rodeos, they um, represent the rodeo as a sport, rodeo as a whole, um, but the special thing about Miss Rodeo Agribition is that the entire year long, you're representing the show. So um, you get to travel around um, to different rodeos, um, different public speaking events, um, any anywhere that wants Miss Rodeo um, to just kind of represent their event as well. Um, and you get to just be yeah, that good influence. Um, you get to be the face um, of Agribition and and just, yeah, promote it and just be there to uh, speak and smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And when asked how one of them will be celebrating the victory tonight, all three say a group hug first followed by an easy evening of spending time with family and friends and then turning in early. Admission to tonight's rodeo is free, courtesy of Mosaic. The doors open at 6 o'clock, rodeo starts at 7 o'clock, 
and the announcement of the first Miss Rodeo Agribition will come at around 6.30 tonight in Regina. Commodities Update. Canola futures are trading down across the board right now. January canola trading at $711 per metric ton. That's down $10.20. March canola trading at $716.50, down $8.80. December Minneapolis wheat trading at $713 per bushel, down four and a half cents. December Kansas City wheat trading at six fourteen and a half, down one and a quarter cents. December Chicago wheat trading at five fifty six and a quarter. That's up one and a quarter cents. December corn trading at four sixty nine and a quarter, down three quarters of a cent. January soybeans trading at thirteen fifty six and a half, down twenty and three quarters of a cent. December oats trading at three sixty seven per bushel. That's up nine cents. And that's the commodities update. Farm Bulletin Board. Students from MC O'Neill Catholic High School in Regina are showing off their cooking skills this week at Agribition. The school's nutritionist, Lisa George, says it's part of a working relationship they have with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. We developed a relationship with Leanne from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and she's invited us a few years in a row now to come and bring a group of students to cook. And we, of course, we cook beef for the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's. And today we have chose to cook hamburger. We use hamburger and we're cooking Korean beef tacos. So we've got the students serving, cooking and serving Korean beef tacos behind me. She adds it's also part of a cooking competition between Regina schools that the SCA has put on together over the last five years, except for this year. George says cooking is an essential skill that every kid should learn. Well, it's also, who are we teaching to, you know, it's the youth that we're teaching to. We need to teach these kids how to eat better, how to cook this food, how to make their money go farther. Because, you know, I mean, that's the big thing in the news right now is how, how expensive groceries are. So if we can teach kids how to stretch their dollars and do it tasty, they're going to do it. Quinton Pambrin, a grade 12 student from MC O'Neill, says cooking has always been an interest in his life. I always cooked with my mother at a very young age, so it kind of piqued interest with me. And when I enrolled into high school, my older brother was also in the foods program. So I also enrolled to kind of carry the torch, I guess. And I like making foods for everyone to try. And Lisa was asked what else they're cooking this week. Well, it's agribition, so at school we're going to do a few things with, you know, with we'll be having cowboy spaghetti, we'll be serving that for lunch. I'm busy here this, this Monday and Tuesday, but we'll, we'll get some good things going for Wednesday and Thursday, and we're celebrating agribition at our school. I hope you're celebrating it where you are. And the students are located at the Affinity Plex at the Canadian Western Agribition in Regina. It's now coming up on 1 o'clock. That means it's time for the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today.
partly sunny, winds north-northwest at 15 to 25, the temperature falling to minus 8. For tonight, mainly clear, winds northwest at 15 to 25, a low of minus 15. For tomorrow, sunny, winds northwest at 15 to 25, a high of minus 8, an overnight low of minus 15. For Friday, sunny, winds west-southwest at 10 to 20, a high of minus 2. For Saturday, a 70% chance of late-day snow, a high of 0. And Sunday, a 30% chance of flurries, then mainly cloudy, a high of minus 4. In the Paw, it's minus 10 degrees. Swan River and Roblin are at minus 7. Dauphin, minus 5. Brandon, minus 2. Show Lake Russell, minus 6. Regina is at minus 4. Saskatoon, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, minus 5. Hudson Bay, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, minus 7. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a north wind at 21 kilometers an hour. 69% is the relative humidity. The temperature is minus 6 degrees. With the wind chill, it feels more like minus 13 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. SaskAg today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.